Everyone, this is Marta, and this is Anna, and this is You've Got Five Options show. Yes, hello everyone. We are so happy to be here, even though Dennis is not with us anymore. Yes. We have a new technician. Yes, thank God we have a new technician. His name is David. So, as you can see in this radio station, we go for technicians with a letter D. Uh, David, Dennis. There was another one, Daniel. Yeah, in but we class. also have had our fair share of losses. Yes, that's true. So it's either D or L, D, L, L, D. Interesting. Conspiracy? Good deal. Good deal. Yes, yes. good deal. But there is something special about uh, that technician that we have right now. And there is actually a lot of special stuff about that technician. And I would like to touch upon at least two of them. Okay. First of them is that he is the guy that has been mixing, producing uh, all the jingles that you have been hearing uh, on the show. So you have heard about him and heard his work already before. For a year, I think, almost. Yes. Yeah. And he's particularly special to Anna. <laughs> Yes, he is, because that is uh, that guy I live with and I have a child with. That's my life partner, my wonderful uh, love of my life, I guess. Oh you guess or you? <laughs> That's a surprise. My, <laughs> my life is only halfway there, so let's not make uh, definite statements. <laughs> <laughs> You're rocking it, Anna. I think I should <laughs> shut up. But yes, that's my wonderful life partner and my very, very good friend. I won't say best friend because Marta is sitting here. Uh, Dave, yes, I'm very happy that you are here with us, taking care of our show and taking care that we are on air and properly sounding uh, out there to the world. And I would point, I like to point out another third very special thing about Dave. Dave is sharing birthday with my best friend Marta. And that birthday is happening in two days. Yes, exactly. So uh, The best day of the year, no? The best day of the year, exactly. So it is quite, uh, quite a coincidence to have your life partner and your best friend sharing birthday. And thank God they like each other because usually <laughs> they are either able to do something together or uh, because, you know, you, you don't want to choose between uh, birthdays of such an important people in your life. Uh, but I think this year, both of you guys, uh, Dave, you didn't plan anything. And Marta, you planned your birthday party uh, a week after. And it's only for girls, Dave. So I'm sorry. 
Yes. I'm, yeah. so, I'm sorry too. I was considering <laughs> putting my birthday party for girls only on my birthday, but I thought, no, I'm joking. I can't do it this weekend. Uh, my my child is getting confirmed this weekend and it would be just too much. However, I wanted to ask Dave how it is to be here with us. It is nice. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Well, but uh, we have done this before, haven't we? You in know, your studio. In my studio. Yeah. We yeah. just haven't gone live, which I hope and expect it is going live. Well, you I can always check. Yes, you should check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they say here that we are going live. So Yeah, but you know, we had uh, a yes. we had a big history uh, of not going live when we thought we are live. And actually it was usually Dave who was texting us like, guys, something is wrong. You are not live on the radio. So everyone who cannot catch us live on the radio for many reasons, technical or because you just cannot listen to us, remember that you can always find this show as a podcast on our webpage, the5options.com, five as a number. Uh, the, of course, it's a free access. And all the episodes that we have ever done for You've Got Five Options, are there with show notes, with all the information and links. So guys, please visit our website because it's quite awesome. Yes, it is. Anna made it all by herself. So that's it about self-promotion <laughs> and self-appreciation, <laughs> which is very good because today we are talking about something that we know very well about and oh. are experiencing a lot of it. It's we are going to talk about dealing with very painful rejection. Yes, I am afraid we are experts in this matter. Yeah, it's been tough. It's been rejection it's been boot camp. Boot camp, yes. Uh, so welcome to Rejection Boot Camp with You've Got Five Options when we will tell you how not to kill yourself. Joking, it was too much. No, but it's it can be tough. And we both with Marta are going through a lot of it lately. So Marta have prepared uh, a lot of cool material that I hope will cheer me up and cheer her up and cheer and guide many of you up, especially if you are dealing with rejection as well. Yes, we do have a challenge as well. Um, and at the same time, even though the challenge is quite specific, uh, quite a specific rejection, whether it comes to a rejection from someone you would like to date, like, you know, feeling rejected after a breakup, or if it is because you were rejected from a job you were applying for, or if it's something related to your business, friendship, those uh, steps can be applied to. And also because it's so heavy, I have prepared also five ways how not to deal with rejection so that we can cheer up a little bit, fantasize a little, and then, <laughs> you know, admit that maybe in the long run, it wouldn't be the best way to do it this way. But let us start with the challenge. Sure. So it's a double trouble today. Five ways how to deal and five ways how not to deal. Yes. Marta, I love your resourcefulness. I think we will ask for the jingle challenge of the week and Marta will read it in a moment. challenging challenge of the week. So 
So Dave uh, has been enjoying uh, the jingle he has prepared and dancing <laughs> to it. And here you can see the similarities between people born on 23rd of August because it was two of us dancing to the jingle and Anna was just uh, sitting and uh, drinking her yes. water. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. But now let's... Oh, we are live. Yes. That's that was definitely. Thank you for proving it to us and to all of our audience Sorry, again. It, was, it wasn't connected to the. It wasn't connected to my headphones. So. It's okay, but at least we have now uh, a 100% certainty that we are live. Something that we always struggle to have. So thanks yeah, for and that. You know, today is my first live That's show. That's true. As the new technician for the radio. So, so I'm very happy to, to share this very special moment for me with you too. And that uh, the show was not rejected by the broadcasting <laughs> software. Yeah, I didn't get rejected at all. <laughs> <laughs> so some good news here as well. Okay, yeah. but let us hear the challenge yeah. that we have about rejection. Let's go for it. Singing is my passion, my truest, deepest source of fulfillment and my way to express myself. It is very difficult to make it in this business and I feel like I have tried it all. I have been going to auditions, I have been singing in cafes and bars, I have been organizing events myself, I have been working to fund my own single. It has been years of rejection, one after another, with just a few breaths of fresh air. Recently, I have become a lead singer in a band and we were doing quite well. I have put all my heart and passion into making this work. I have used my network to get us to play at a concert. And when it started to look like we have a chance to make it, I was asked to leave the band and someone I considered my very good friend took my place. It feels like a double heartbreak. I feel sad and angry and frustrated and so immensely disappointed. I guess after years of rejections, this has been one too many, and I feel unable to pick myself up and keep on going. How do I deal with such a profound sense of rejection? Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough I haven't, one. I haven't read that challenge that, that we got for today. And, and we don't know if it's a girl or a guy. We don't know. No, no because I, but uh, I know exactly what that person is talking about. I guess. So maybe I that have, was been, Dave. <laughs> because the, when you started no, when when you started to read the challenge thinking is my passion, my truest deeper source, I was like, so it's not Marta. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, is it Dave? But no, I would know. So but it's it's uh, I think it's specific, but the context, you know, can be broadened into any type of rejection when especially when you are trying to follow some uh, goal and it looks like you are almost there mm -hmm. and then you get rejected I think it can be double devastating I completely agree uh, what is the name of uh, our anonymous uh, uh, friend let's give uh, a name Danny Danny mm -hmm. okay it can be a guy or a girl yes That's true. yes because That's you can true. be a singer yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can be a singer I guess yeah uh, yeah and there is also the friendship uh, part yeah uh, where Sex. yeah where there is also a person that you considered a friend so it can almost feel like a stab in your back True. on so many different levels so should we be like very compassionate and go with the steps of how to 
work through that rejection or should we make the atmosphere a little bit lighter and go with how not to deal with rejection? I think the first thing, I, you know what? Drugs, <laughs> alcohol. <laughs> that, those are not the options in the script that I see. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> Whatever rings your bell. Uh, Marta, I think we should actually start with how not to. Yeah, I was thinking to just to, yeah. you know, like there are different, we humans develop different coping mechanisms mm -hmm. when it comes to rejection and some of them are healthy for us, others not, some are healthy for some people and not healthy for others. You know, we are quite yeah. individual beings and uh, we don't judge the options here. No. So we provide them and you kind of choose uh, what works for you. Yeah. So... First, uh, so we are going for how not to deal. And please remember, because they will be tempting <laughs> to actually yes. do them. So we are talking about how not to. So the first way how not to deal with a rejection is to take it super personally and make it a piece of evidence that there's something wrong with you. That is a very, very good tip on how not to deal with rejection. What about if it's personal and it has something to do with you? Well, it can be personal, of course, and we can perceive it uh, personal, you know, like yeah. on so many different uh, ways. However, at the same time, we never know for sure if something is personal or not yeah. personal, because when we are dealing with another person, who rejects us, we don't know what is happening in their heads and in their hearts. And we have a tendency to make a story that it is personal in a sense of I'm not good enough, there is something wrong with me and so on. And let's take this case yeah. where they have chosen another singer. You can easily fall in a trap of thinking like there is something, I'm just simply not good enough. Mm -hmm. Whereas you can be just as good as the other singer but the, the other singer can have a personality that goes better with that band mm -hmm. or can have, you know, it can be a matter of uh, a vibe uh, between the people. It can be a matter of, you, you know, they feel together better mm -hmm. somehow, you know, they click in. So you can be even a better singer. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, th that person can simply just click better or that person has offered something like maybe that person has a stronger network, has a deal with the, uh, I don't know, recording studio and brought it to the table and you could be a better singer, you could be a better fit for the group, you could be, yeah. you know, uh, a really good fit, but that person has something, uh, you know, like they can bring to the table like a deal with the company. The case of Pete Best and Ringo Starr. Yeah, so... Some, so, some, yeah. Pete some Best Beatles. got taken off and Ringo Starr was given the job. Yeah. In Beatles. Yeah. Yeah, so you see that can be that, can be that specific situation where, when it's so easy to take it personally, when mm -hmm. it's so easy to make it that it just evidence of there is something really wrong with you, you're really not good enough and so on. Whereas in fact, it can be something completely different and it does not serve you to take it personally and make it a piece of evidence that there is something wrong with you because you simply start beating yourself up. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, I actually, Marta, have to say I completely agree. And there is another thing that people tend to say in their head or sometimes out loud. How could they do this to me? You know, like to me, it was done to me. And they have intentionally did this to do this to me, to hurt me. Usually that's really rarely the case. Usually people make decisions because they look for their best interest and sometimes that best interest doesn't have you in a picture. And it is many times difficult to even communicate. Listen, we are sorry, but you are not um, the right fit here. And I believe that the, the most people that they focus on in the situations, the people that are rejecting you is uh, how to say it so that person will not feel bad, but it's really not directed towards you. It's not an aim or attack towards you. It, it, it can happen. It can happen, but those are rarely the cases. And you can see it when you have to reject someone from something. And you know that you are not doing this to harm, hurt, attack, undermine that person, but because you are choosing something else, and and you also go through this process of rejection. How can I inform that person? But it's very important not to fall into how could they do this to me? How could they betray me? How could they kick me out? Because I, I truly doubt that most of people think in those categories. We did it. So that person will feel bad. We did it because we want to reject her. So she will feel bad about herself. So I think it's very, very, very important to say this is not super personal most of the times and also even if it is super personal going into those circles mm -hmm. uh, of how could they do this to me and so on and going into self-pity and going into feeling like a victim it just keeps on bringing you down and how to deal will come in a moment so mm -hmm. that was just the first way we thought that maybe that's not the best way mm -hmm. to deal with uh, rejection the second way is to use it to convince yourself that you should never try it again. Mm. Because now I failed, I failed badly. Or and I I've, have a proof now. I have a big proof and I have had all these rejections before and now it's one too many and it's the ultimate evidence. Uh, I suck, I should never try it again. I totally agree because that, that you usually do I think that what happens in someone's head when you are at this point, when you are like, this is my ultimate proof that I should not do it. It's usually something that you are trying to use as an excuse not to try again because you are afraid of a next potential rejection. That's my opinion. Yeah. So even use it as an excuse yeah. to never try it again. That is an even better wording. Mm -hmm. Yeah, if it is your, like when we are, when I'm reading your challenge, uh, Danny, uh, I, I feel a lot of compassion. It's, mm -hmm. uh, it's a really difficult situation and I can feel the pain in that, uh, in that description and I can feel how difficult it is to even think of picking yourself up. However, you stated very clearly that singing is your passion, your way to express yourself. So using this as an excuse to never try it again does not feel like a good way no. to feel with the rejection. It will harm you in the longer run if this is truly your way of expressing yourself. Very good. And now I have a third way how or mm. third proposal, proposal on how not to deal with uh, rejection is to call every band member and beg them to get you back. 
<laughs> Don't do that, please. I'm begging you. <laughs> Now I'm begging you not to do that. Very good point, Marta. Yeah, it could. It you know they have taken the, their decision and trying to kind of like go to each of the members and trying for them to you know to vote for you to get you back and so on. Maybe it could work in some circumstances. Maybe it could show that you really care. However, it could potentially just make you feel bad or mm -hmm. make you feel worse about yourself. Because you might get rejected again. Yeah. Probably you would. Yeah. And really, I'm not saying that it it would never work and mm -hmm. to never, you know, kind of like try to get it back what you feel you have lost. It could be applicable uh, in some circumstances. However, calling and begging is maybe not my way. Yeah, I, I, with think, rejection. I think if they will see that they made a mistake, they they will get back to you. Uh, and Marta, this is a very good point because I think that we also have to make a distinction between asking for some sort of a closure or mm -hmm. a feedback, especially with your friend there that took over. Uh, there is nothing in the challenge that mentions Uh, if you manage to talk to the band, if they gave you a good explanation, it looks like there is nothing there in place. So I think it's very healthy and rational and reasonable to ask them for a talk or at least the the, the friend, you know, um, listen, yeah, I know it's how it is and I accept the decision. Tell me what happened. And uh, and just to close it down, so it you is, are, yeah. so you are not sitting there and you know of overthinking this, but calling and begging, take me back. And what if they will take you back? You might think that they took you back because you were begging, and you might have even more doubts. That's actually the very first challenge we have ever solved. On you've got five options was from a guy who was trying to break up with his girlfriend, and she was begging him to give him another chance. And through this begging, she was sustaining the relationship but he didn't want it to be with her anymore and now put yourself in the shoes of people who you would be begging and maybe they would get convinced because they will feel bad or sorry for you but would you like to be in a band that kicked you out in the first place and uh, and then you begged your way through it i don't think you would thrive in an environment like this no no and the feedback part will be actually in ways how to deal with rejection yes, so okay. we'll come back Sorry, to that I, I, yeah. I that's okay that's I'm, okay i'm very progressive so. yes that's that's quite a, all right a little bit clairvoyant as well yeah i can see that <laughs> okay so number four how not to deal with the rejection is to plan a nasty revenge and that might be appealing <laughs> dave is shocked that this is on the how not to list <laughs> Come on. I thought that was the only way to deal with <laughs> See, you will learn a lot here, honey. Yes. It can be very tempting. Yeah. Especially when you feel very rejected mm -hmm. and when you don't want to look at those things and when you're feeling hurt. Wanting to pay it back with the revenge could be quite tempting. Mm -hmm. So I have a question for you guys, and especially for Dave. Why is not is that not a good idea to plan a revenge? Uh, can it, get, it can backfire. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, for example. But that's the only one. <laughs> that's revenge the only sweet. one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think that 
you know, I am not a, a ven, ven, how do you call it? Vindictive? Vindictive. Person, never was. However, I do, and I don't know, because I haven't read your uh, options on how to deal. So I might be a bit of clairvoyant again. But I do have an instinct of a revenge. I think all of us have, especially if we feel very mistreated. So I usually do some kind of imagination exercise when I imagine how I would make a revenge or I even write a letter or something like that uh, full of, you know, like, and then I don't send it. Okay, there was one time in my life when I sent a kind of nasty letter, but that person deserved it. Okay, that's actually questionable. That's black magic, you but know. You, yeah, you, but you are playing clairvoyant, but I ask you, why not to? Why yeah. not to? Because yeah. actually, after three or four days, when I do the, either, you know, I thought about it or I wrote this letter, I felt more at peace. I accepted the rejection. And then I realized that I say to myself, thank God I didn't send out that thing. Thank God I didn't, you know, try to uh, act on my emotions because it just adds up fuel to, to, to a fire that doesn't necessarily needs to burn anymore, you know? So actually that feeling of relief, oh my God, thank God I didn't do that stupid thing because you get perspective after a couple of days. You start to really get a perspective and you are like, okay, you know, maybe that's a good thing. Or you you get to the point uh, it was not really personal, you know, uh, or this or that. So I think the revenge is usually something that we do on a spot. Uh, some people plan revenge and like in Kill Bill, but I think those people have a certain... Uh, either there was something really bad happening to them and it was super personal, like in Kill Bill, or they actually have some psychopathic tendencies. Well, I personally think about it in this way. Revenge can give you a moment of relief. Moment, yeah. It can give you that moment of relief, but usually in a long term, it just adds up to feeling bad about yourself. Mm -hmm. So if someone did something that you feel bad about and then you additionally do something uh, that I don't know, it's hurtful to another person, like, because there could be different types of revenge. I don't know, you can uh, backtalk them, you know, mm -hmm. you could like, talk badly about them or put bad reviews or, you know, whatever kind of things. Mm -hmm. uh, there could be different ways. It will just add on to the to feeling bad about yourself. Mm -hmm. And now the fifth way how not to deal with the rejection is to become like a close follower and stalker and like, you know, really get into the journey of this uh, of this band, how they are doing, mm -hmm. like, you know, follow them closely and feed your misery especially if they will turn out to be super successful you will basically just pull put a salt on your own wounds like they got rid of me and they made it big fuck yeah yeah don't don't you should interview Pete best <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i think we will get back to that at one point but it's almost the same as stalking your ex who is now in a new relationship and he seems very happy with the new person. It's almost, the, what's the purpose of that? Like, why are you doing this to yourself? Okay, so he found someone else, he's happy, it hurt you, move on because you will find someone who, who with, with whom you will be happy. And it's, it doesn't have to be, again, personal. It's the same, for me, it's the equivalent of that. 
And that's, I think most of us can agree, this is super, super unhealthy and people get so much into this, you know, stalking your exes and just checking up every day what they are doing and blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. So no. five no's from our side. Yes. And I think that it's a, it's a very good time to have a musical break yes so that after a song we can talk about how to deal with the rejection and anna tell us about the song precisely and now uh, i would like to ask dave to tell us about the song okay i would like to ask anna to tell us about <laughs> this Marta, to tell about, we should go in circles no we okay, should not this, go this song is a is a special song it's a by a good friend of the program yeah. and personal friend julian maraboto yeah, Mexican artist. Yes. You have him f before uh, and you play a song for his band Los Fuegos, no? Yes. But this is uh, the, I think, third release of his uh, solo project. Mm -hmm. And it's a dear song. I recorded the song mm -hmm. with him. So it's a dear song to me. Uh, and it's called Madrugada. Okay. And uh, yeah. Let's hear it Let's then. Let's hear it then. Superman Music brings to you Artist of the Week Dame luz, mamá, y me dice 
que te cuente cómo, cómo fue dejarlo todo. Deja que te cuente cómo, cómo hasta ti llegué. Deja que te cuente cómo, cómo fue dejarlo todo. Deja que te cuente cómo. That was Madrugada from Julian Maraboto. A really beautiful song, I have to say. Especially I like the ending, how it kind of built an emotion and just went with it. So thank you very much, Julian, for uh, for giving us the song. It's always a pleasure to have you here. And now we will continue to talk about rejection. But this time, Marta, we will actually tell you how to deal with it. Yes, we started with how not to deal and now we will talk about how to deal. Yes. So the first step in dealing with a rejection mm-hmm. is something very, very simple, yet sometimes we forget to do that. Mm-hmm. And the first step is to actually acknowledge the emotions. Yeah. We humans have a tendency to distract ourselves, avoid the feelings, uh, especially the uncomfortable ones, try to do whatever we can just not to feel them. So that's why... Marta, can you give us an example? So some of the less uh, uh, familiar listeners of our show will understand what you mean. What I mean is that often when something happens which makes us feel in a way that something like a rejection Mm -hmm. or anger or fear, anything of those kind of emotions that we often judge as bad emotions or negative emotions or difficult emotions, we prefer not to feel them. And we prefer to, for example, number one, drink some alcohol. Number two, um, watch a movie 
Number three, go to the gym. Number four, start working a lot. Number five, you know, like we can continue going. Mm-hmm. Use We have so many different ways we can use to distract ourselves. Distractions, exactly. Numb ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know, like anything, just not to feel that pain. Mm-hmm. And I will repeat it, even though we have talked about it many times, that emotions are energy in motion. It's a lot of energy and it doesn't disappear. So if you are trying to numb it, distract yourself or avoid it, you're not making it disappear. It is like storing in your body. Mm -hmm. And often it feels this way that when we have stored too much, it's like a uh, it has an effect of a like a splash, like when you hold the uh, ball under the water, you can hold it for a certain amount of time. But at some point, that initial strength wears off and then it just jumps out from under the water and just, yeah, makes a big splash. Yeah, it's basically like a like a volcano waiting to erupt. Yes. So the first thing is to acknowledge your emotions. And that's what you are already doing, dear mm-hmm. Danny, because that's what you precisely did in your description. You have sat down and you have actually written how you feel. You have named those emotions. So you, you said that you feel sad and angry and frustrated and immensely disappointed. And that's the way to actually acknowledge your emotions to feel into yourself and name them. So that's the very, very first step. And I think it's a very uh, good point that you have uh, talked about it because we also see many times when people get rejected, others are trying to help out by saying, don't think about it. Just don't think about it. Just, you know, let's let's go party. You know, let's 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 have a night out. Uh, you know, uh, this is not worth your energy or thoughts. Just forget about it. It's a very common advice that I believe it's usually given uh, with a good intentions. But I think, as Marta said, it's basically like holding a bull underwater. You can only hold it that much. Yes. So that will be the first step. The mm-hmm. second step will be to express your emotions. So. Again, as mentioned, emotions are energy. And since it cannot just disappear magically out of your body, out of your being, it needs a way to be expressed. Yeah. And there are many different ways to express your emotions. One of those ways, Anna, you have actually provided uh, previously in how not to deal with emotions. And it could be simply by writing about it. So if there is a lot of negative energy inside of you, if it's like anger, frustration, a lot of like, you know, really negative energy, you can write and then burn it. So burning because you don't want to keep that kind of a letter <laughs> mm-hmm. in because uh, letter is also keeping the energy. It's a written form. So that's one of the reasons why. And the second reason, there is actually a catharsis effect of when you're burning because mm-hmm. you're releasing something. Sure. So that's one way. Uh, another way for you specifically here, uh, Danny, could be to write about it and sing about it. So uh, that could be a singing is a beautiful singing music and if actually any form of art is a beautiful way to transform that heavy, difficult emotional energy into something beautiful, light. Some people call it love. Some people call it, 
yeah, I don't know, whatever, compassion, whatever kind of, sometimes it even comes back to gratitude, but we can talk about it later. That could be a second way. You can try another creative form of expression because maybe now writing and singing can feel too painful. <laughs> it could be maybe something that you can do with the time. It does, if it doesn't feel right right now, you could try another creative form of expression. You could also use a really good friend, but be careful what kind of friend you choose. Maybe not the one that replaced you. No, <laughs> not the one, probably. It could be dangerous if you are choosing someone who will, who doesn't know how to deal with emotions and will be just, you know, kind of like distracting you from it, giving you alcohol to numb you. <laughs> Or putting oil to the fire by saying, you need to make a revenge, those bastards. That's not a friend well, you need now. Venting is also okay. Yeah, it's, it's not it's not to say that you you know it all needs to be now airy fairy rainbows and stuff, you know. Sometimes sure. venting is also needed Catar cathartical. Cathartic. Yeah, cathartic. You are right. If venting turns into something cathartic that you can actually release the steam, it's great. But if venting goes into this cycle of even uh you know, uh, making these feelings even more and more negative, then it's not the good friend to talk to. No, a good friend to talk to is someone who will uh, listen to you, mm -hmm. hold for you in uh, love and compassion. So will be kind of like they're holding for you, holding, uh, yeah. First of all, it will be a person that will not uh, take on the emotions, will not feel bad themselves about what you are saying, but someone who can be there with you and for you and listen to you will not try fixing it but will serve as that sounding board so that you can actually release it out from mm -hmm. yourself and good then point. there is also a good old way just simply cry it out just allow yourself to sob and cry and scream and you know everything lie down on the floor and just you know die slowly uh, on the, i mean no, don't, i don't mean like not, li not literally figuratively we yes meant. Uh, but you know there is a place for crying yeah when something that hurts so badly happens mm -hmm. crying is a really valid way to deal with it i completely agree Okay, so not much time to uh, to dig into that. Uh, hopefully those ways will work for you, but maybe you have another way that you already know yourself before that mm -hmm. has worked for you. So after acknowledging your emotions and expressing them, and probably not even once, it could be that you need to express it many times before you uh, feel any better. But once you have really, really expressed your emotions, you can proceed to another step or you can also do it uh, a little bit of uh, expressing a little bit of something else. And that something else is engage in something you're good at or really enjoy doing. Mm -hmm. The reason why it's good to engage in doing something you're good at is to remind yourself you're not just this one thing. You are not defined by that rejection. So it didn't work out for you this time with the band and you are super passionate about singing and you put your hopes high in regards to that band, but there is something more to you than this event. There is something more to you than singing. There is something more to you than this friendship. Mm -hmm. 
So it's a simple thing of reminding yourself, you know, you're still good at something. So it's kind of like a gentle way to make yourself feel better also about yourself. Yeah. To regain a little bit of, you know, self-confidence and and really to see that there is more to you mm-hmm. than this painful event. Uh, I think I completely agree because sometimes we can really indulge our, ourselves in relieving that one painful rejection on mo- or moment when in the end of the day, it is just a moment. It is just an event in our life and it doesn't, yeah, narrowing it down, narrowing your entire existence and entire, entire yourselfness not even a word, guys, but I'm very resourceful, is uh, very, very, uh, it can be very harmful. So great point, Marta. Yes. So once we have, you know, like uh, really done some good expression of the emotion so that it's uh, not that painful anymore. And once we have boosted our self-confidence a little bit by engaging into something different you're good at and uh, reminding yourself you're more than, uh, than that, Mm-hmm. painful event, you can move into capturing your learnings. So that's where that's the, where one of the things you have also mentioned already before, Anna, could be uh, could be a way. But really like, you know, once you you felt a relief when it comes to that painful event, you can sit down and like capture your learnings. Ask yourself a question. What does it mean for me? So What this question does, it's turning your attention a little bit into a direction of what can I learn from it? You know, maybe there was something good I have learned from it. Maybe it meant something good for me. So first of all, you can do that precise thing that you, Anna, mentioned already. You can actually ask for feedback from the band. Mm -hmm. You can ask them, guys, please be... No, Dave says it's a bad idea. You need to just go back to the whole history of rock and roll. <laughs> to, to go back to what? To the whole history of rock and roll. I <laughs> know that your tongue is itching and you want to tell us about the top 10 situations from a music history that actually unfolded exactly like this. But I, I think I entirely agree with what Marty is saying. Mm-hmm. You know? yeah. Yeah. I just was saying, I, I, I was just being cheeky. Okay. Well, they might not. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they might not be ready to give you a valid feedback. True. There might not be. uh, You know, they might not have the courage. Mm -hmm. They might be. You know, uh, hiding behind uh, their shame (laughs) of what they did. So they might not be ready to give you that feedback. But you can always ask for it, Mm -hmm. and ask for it in that, and ask for it when you're ready to hear it. That's why that's not the step number one. It's step number four when you are capturing those learnings. And that's only to do if it resonates with you, because yeah. that might not resonate with you. You might not want to talk to them. You you know, it only is one of the ways that you can capture the learning. You can ask for feedback uh, and ask, you know, for objective. You want to know objectively what you were doing or not doing so that it ended up in this way. Yeah, and I think that if you are asking for this feedback and you do not get an answer, that can actually serve as a closure itself. Because I think that uh, 
I could see a potential that you ask the band for feedback or t- for explanation and they said no and then you start to feel bad again because it's like another rejection, <laughs> this time a feedback rejection. But actually that can be your feedback. That Take, take in consideration that they will not want to talk to you and that's your feedback as well. That's yes. actually the feedback. That's, that's your closure. So no talk, fine. Yeah. That's my feedback. Mm-hmm. Another thing that you can do, you can look at this event from a higher perspective. Mm -hmm. So once you have processed all those emotions, it might be quite difficult to do it when you are still in those heavy, difficult emotions. But once you have uh, processed them, you can take a few steps back and look at it from a higher perspective and ask that question. What does it mean for me? What potentially good things uh, come out of that situation? And One way uh, to look at it, if you cannot find it yourself, you can talk to uh, someone wise around you that uh, can help you gain this kind of perspective. Dave uh, offers. So, Danny, if you need to talk to someone wise, uh, Dave has offered his services. And he will definitely provide you at least 10 examples from rock and roll history when this happened to uh, famous bands and famous people. So that might actually make you feel better because you will realize that this is not such a unique problem in music industry. And, of course, if you want to talk with someone wise, you can always send your challenge to the five options.com five as a number we are always here for you mm. to help you yes so, shameless pun uh, so shameless. you already did send us the <laughs> the challenge so hopefully true but you know if you want to then capture the learnings that that can be continuity actually would love to hear from you danny you know if this helped you in any way and if you have any additional i, I would say you know questions then we can of course just come back to it Another thing when it comes to capturing your learnings and getting the closure is to start opening yourself up to the truth, to the universal truth of when one door closes, another door opens. And here you simply might need to open yourself up to see those opportunities because that's something that people might forget when they are not open to see them, when they are dwelling on the negativity of the whole experience, which often happens when we resist the emotions, because that's something maybe worthwhile mentioning. We often get locked in this negativity when we don't express the emotions. So this is the resistance to expressing the emotions that hold us in a negative circle. It's then the thoughts, it's our mind that makes us dwell in misery, dwell on that whole experience. It is precisely due to the fact that you have not expressed your emotions and have not released that emotional baggage. Mm -hmm. So when you you stay in that negative uh, circle, that's where of thought processes, that's where you might not be seeing any of the opportunities that might be happening to you because your focused attention will be on what bad has happened to you. So this is, this is something that requires emotional maturity because we are talking about taking care of your emotions, expressing your emotions, doing something to remind yourself you're not that event. And we are talking about then opening up to look at the opportunities that came out of it. It really does not serve you to pass over expressing the emotions. Uh, 
because you might be like, oh, it's uh, some people have you know this positive vibe and forget about every negativity, and we just go straight ahead into wearing the pink glasses, and it all is great for me, and I'm gonna find new opportunities and so on. That may be something very temporary. You might uh, you might find yourself, um, yeah, trying to look desperately for those opportunities, and they might something might present itself, and something might not. And even if something presents itself, the energy of that very painful rejection is not going to disappear all by itself. Yeah, I actually have to say that that was a very very good point because on one hand, if you are stuck in negativity, you are usually also stuck in that specific situation. So your all mental uh, capacity is focused on that situation, analyzing why they kicked me out of the band, what does it mean, and so on. That you don't have a mental capacity to actually even notice the other opportunities, but then trying to force it out and you know look for the next opportunities the next day and try to basically open the door with a tank or make a hole in a wall to make yourself an opportunity that's also not healthy uh, so that was a very good point that you actually mentioned both sides of us i know that this is the end of this fourth option so i will just mention one more thing that falls into category of lessons learned uh, or something of this kind because this is looking back and and seeing what you can learn from it I think that many times if you will have already those emotions in you uh, handled in a way, you can look at the situation more uh, rationally and then you can also try to look for signs that you have overlooked that will tell you why you ended up in this particular situation. Uh, many times we like to see ourselves as a victim of circumstances, but we are quite good at um this discharging all the signs that were on the way something was not working you might have had a feeling on you saw something you know even in a very toxic relationship where there is a person who is very toxic towards another person that person that was in that relationship was choosing to stay in that relationship so there is that thing that you also did to maybe in some way to contribute to prolonging that situation. So maybe it is good to reflect back and see, actually, I should have seen it coming because this and this and this. High chances are there were some signs. And I think this is a very good opportunity in this step to actually try to see, okay, I should, should I have seen it coming? Maybe I should have paid attention. So then you can recognize a very similar situation in the future and not to invest your time on energy in it this time. Yeah, that could be something very valid. That could definitely be learning, you know, from your past experiences is a good thing. Uh, al although I could say all uh, some things about uh, possible negative things coming out from trying to always look at your past <laughs> uh, when, uh, you know, when... Uh, instead of finding new ways, mm -hmm. looking at what happened before, because that can also inform us in a negative way in the future. But that let's park it for now. It's a yeah. good thing to review your own behavior. Yeah. Maybe you have been doing something that was unpleasant for the band, and maybe there was something in you that has actually uh, caused that thing stopped working. Or maybe there were obvious signs that this will end up like this and you choose not to look at them yes 
Okay, so all capturing all the learnings uh, and making a closure is a great step. And then there is the last step, which is channel the emotion into action. Mm-hmm. And that is something that is very, very interesting when it comes uh, to when it comes to dealing with your emotions, mm-hmm. because there is a lot of emotional energy. And we have talked about that emotional energy does not just disappear. And you can channel it, channel it into action. And that's very important to, uh, to talk about it a little bit and why it comes as a fifth step. Because channeling your difficult, heavy emotional energy straight into action might cause you to do one of the things that we talked about of what not to do. It might cause you to want revenge in some way or do something on an impulse and so on. But when you have expressed your energy, when you have had a certain closure and so on, you are coming back to this place where you are picking yourself up and you can start taking action. Mm -hmm. And it's very worthwhile to ask yourself the question, what is in in alignment for you to do next? Are you ready to hop on the horse and try again? Mm-hmm. That is some that these are some really, really good questions, you know, like, where are you at right now? You have acknowledged your emotions, you have uh, expressed them, you have engaged into something you're good at to remind yourself you're more than this situation, you have captured your er- learnings, you have had a sense of a closure. What is in alignment for you? to do next? What are you going to do? Because that's where it might be tricky to do anything. And you could just, you know, like, oh, I'm not, you know, like, great, I, I expressed it all, I have had my closure, and I'm not gonna touch it, you know, like, mm-hmm. I'm just gonna leave it. So here's an encouragement for you to use that emotional energy and take an action. It could be in your, in your case, it could be writing about it and singing about it. It could be, you know, like recognizing that you really would like to be in a band and trying to create another band. Mm -hmm. It could be recognizing that it doesn't work for you to be in a band and you want to be a solo star. Yeah. (laughs) It could be deciding that it's been great pursuing singing as my main career, but now maybe I will turn it into my passion and I will find another way to earn my money. It's not like every uh, passion is the one that needs to bring your income. So coming to this place where you can look into how you can channel that emotional experience into action is very, very important. I totally agree because, uh, yeah, I think actually turning emotions into actions, it's like the complete circle, you know, of what you have just presented. So... That, uh, that sounds very good. And actually that kind of, you know, thinking what's next and going for something, uh, that was a very good point. Maybe you are meant to be a solo artist. Maybe bands are not for you, you know, but that can be only achieved if you have dealt with the emotions first. Yes. So thank you so much, uh, Danny, for s- sending your challenge to us. We hope that it has been helpful. Mm -hmm. and that you will get inspired. And if you do want to talk to the wise people again, you are very welcome to follow up uh, with your challenge with us. And for the last few words, how do you feel, Anna, about 
your rejections after talking through this rejection challenge? I feel quite all right. It will take me a little bit because I got rejected two hours ago. Maybe I will tell you some other time what it was. But I feel actually quite all right, although I didn't go through the full steps yet. Yeah, it helped. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, guys. And Danny, write to us again. And all of you, please send us your challenge on the5options.com and we will solve it live on air. Bye-bye. Bye. It is a magic number. To catch up with our previous